Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. The National Association of Home Builders has a housing market index, and it was published on Monday of this week. This is going to be a busy week. The Federal Reserve's FOMC meeting will announce their interest rate decision coming out of the meetings that are also being held in the first part of this week. The consensus of the analysts is a 75 basis point interest rate increase to three and a quarter percent. We'll talk about this later in the week after the announcement. Now, the National Association of Home Builders publishes a housing index that's based on a monthly survey of NAHB members. It's designed to take the pulse of the single-family housing market. The survey asks respondents to rate market conditions for the sale of new homes at the present time and in the next six months, as well as the traffic of prospective buyers of new homes. The index is a weighted average of three separate measurements. The present single-family home sales, then number two, single-family home sales for the next six months, and the traffic of prospective buyers. And each month, the index is calculated for each series by applying a formula, and the resulting index is seasonally adjusted, then weighted to produce the overall index. 59.2% of the measurement is made up by present sales, 13.58% is made up of sales in the next six months, and 27.2% for traffic. The weights were chosen to maximize correlation with housing starts through the following six months. We've seen a steady month-over-month decline in the index from a peak of 84 in December of 2021 to 46 now in September. Looking at the housing starts and at the sales center traffic provides a forward-looking view of the pipeline. The sales center traffic metric sits currently at 32. That's the lowest sales traffic since 2014. That is, if you ignore the first two months of the pandemic, where traffic was artificially forced to zero. The sales traffic numbers don't correlate directly to sales. For example, traffic numbers from 2003 to 2005 did show a leading indicator of the peak of the cycle prior to the great financial crisis. The sales numbers at that time peaked at 80 in 2005, several years before the financial crisis exploded onto the front page of every newspaper. Sales of new homes in 2021 were well above the 2005 numbers in terms of builder sentiment, as reflected in the survey, although the volume of new construction back in 2005 was much, much higher. We have yet to catch up to the volume of new construction that was taking place back then. During the great financial crisis, the industry shrunk by 75%, and it's taken nearly a decade to grow back to two-thirds of the industry's original size back at the end of 2005. And while it might feel like we're repeating the last housing bubble all over again, we're nowhere near the numbers of new units compared with that time. Not surprisingly, there are regional differences. The strongest region in the U.S. is the South, and the slowest is the Pacific Coastal areas. The Midwest and the Northeast are closer to the national average. The NAHB also publishes a quarterly multifamily report. The report focuses on production of new units and market absorption. There's a separate index for the components of the production index, and it's made up of market rate, low rent, and condos. And each component is on a measurement from 0 to 100, where any number above 50 indicates stronger conditions and any number less than 50 is a weaker condition. In the occupancy index, the survey asked the multifamily builders to rate occupancy of new units as higher, about the same, or lower for the three classes of apartments, as compared with the previous quarter. Historically, the production index has served as an effective leading indicator of multifamily housing starts whereas the occupancy index functions as a leading indicator of census occupancy. Not surprisingly, the number of new starts for multifamily is down most sharply in the condo segment. 
It's holding about equal in market rate, and it's down about 10% in the affordable end of the spectrum. Occupancy remains strong in all segments, and it continues to show growth despite the inflationary pressures. Back in the 2008 recession, A-class apartments showed the largest drop in occupancy, and C-class showed a little bit more resilience. Back then, millions of homes went into foreclosure, and millions of apartments also became vacant. Makes you wonder where all the people went. Well, right now, we're starting to see softness across the board for new construction. Market share of multifamily construction in large metro areas fell from 41.7% to 39.3%. We're starting to see demand for built-to-rent communities on the rise, and those tend to be built outside the areas of the core of the cities, where there's more land available. The leading indicators all point to slowing market conditions, which in many ways is obvious to anyone who's paying attention. The growth of housing is absolutely being dominated by the cost of capital. When I'm looking for data to size up what's happening in the marketplace, I will often look at the National Association of Home Builders for a leading indicator of what's happening in the marketplace. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.